Hello and welcome again to the Strange Brew Podcast. My name's Jason Barnard. That was Devil's Grip by the crazy world of Arthur Brown. We're here to uh, talk to the legendary Arthur Brown, um, especially the uh, 50th anniversary box set of the uh, Crazy World of Arthur Brown album, um, of which you heard Devil's Grip, which uh, is featured on that set. Uh, hello, Arthur. Hello. <laughs> so I'd want to cover, um, obviously, the uh, new box set and then uh, a selection of tracks across your career. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Whatever you wish. Can you tell me about the uh, the, the box set and kind of the um, what what led up to it? Well, uh, it was obviously coming up to a time where there was some sort of memorial needed. I had signed some six months before that uh, with the cherry red for the whole of my that catalogue, so that it wasn't all scattered all over the universe, which it was at the time. And so uh, we did discuss various uh, ideas of what kind of recording should come out. The person who got the record deal for me, he was particularly interested in the box set, uh, who was called Mark St. John. And he, uh, yeah, had many a discussion about how the album should be formulated and whether, you know, it should be a a total career box set or, or particularly about the Fire album. And the, the conversations about them was that the kind of uh, status of that record had been somewhat allowed to drift. And so it, we were re-establishing its credentials in the in the music world, really. And the new set is, um, you know, very very lavish with twelve uh, inch uh, replica of the original album, as well as all the material from that period, um, including Devil's Grip, which I think was the first Crazy World of Arthur Brown single. It was, yes. It was kind of the track that a lot of people now say was one of the main influences going towards uh, metal, you know, and uh, because of its imagery and the organ sound. And so that that's remained as a piece of pedigree. But, well, during the Crazy World's existence, there were various, Lambert and wanted to have a particular kind of Music and so we sort of extended the band and and uh, we had uh, John Marshall and John Heisman and uh, both drummers and so they played on the Devil's Grip uh, track. It was uh, the first uh, record played on John Peel's show. Yeah, he liked the band. And it, it, as you can see, it was a mixture of uh, jazz and rock. And it started out as a, a poem I read. I uh, wrote up in Purham uh, Road in uh, London, in West Kensington. The the track has been was sort of denounced as demonic, etc. in those days. Uh, but in actual fact, it was in, in uh, 
a certain kind of tom- terminology that was sort of more about waking up about than anything else. It was the the way that uh, authoritarian systems try to condition your thinking and your way of approaching the world and how how it's possible to escape that and have a kind of inner freedom and enjoy life immensely. And of course, uh, fire, uh, that had its roots in a poem as well, I understand? Well, let's see. The fire poem, which is the track that comes before fire, uh, was something I wrote when I was sort of 15 or 16. And that was a poem. But of course, that one, under the influence of Peter Townsend, I must say, we kept it as a spoken track rather than making it into a tune. It was a spoken track over riffs, you know. So, yeah, a little different. And then there is a lot of the stuff in my uh, catalogue. I think there's probably three, four, even five albums that are completely spontaneously written. And we used to have great fun with, you know, really interesting musicians and then just start in the studio and say, okay, we're going to, all I would say is something like, we're going to go from the town into the country and see what changes come. Then it would come out all kinds of stuff. When when I played live with um, Vincent Crane and Drayson Thinker, probably half the evening was improvised. It was just, we enjoyed doing that, you know. turned to sand, and the river turned to a sea, and suddenly the sea burst into flames, and the sand was burning, and I breathed in, and there was smoke in my lungs, and there was fire in my brain, and I looked around me, and there were all these shapes being sucked into the flames, and they were writhing and trying to escape, and I knew that I had to get out. And I looked above me and I saw a sheep that was smiling down at me and beckoning, saying, Come out home! And I raised myself and I tried to get out of the flames and I was getting higher and higher and higher and higher. And I reached out, I reached out towards the sheep. But as I reached out, the sheep shattered and my hands were empty and I was falling, I was falling, falling, falling. I was
And on fire itself, there are three people who say they did it. <laughs> because Lambert had various people in while we were away on an American tour. And uh, there was John Marshall. Uh, there was John Heisman, just recently uh, left the planet. And also Croatian Fika, uh, the Crazy World's normal drummer until uh, Carl Palmer came along. And uh, when I hear it, I what it seems to me is that Croatian Fika's track was played to John Heisman and John Marshall and we. <laughs> now nobody knows who it is, and, and uh, Kit Lambert's dead. Nobody can find the uh, the original. Uh, and of course, when Track put out the record, the album, there were no names of the people playing on it on the back except my name, and then there was Vincent and uh, well, basically Vincent as as uh, named artists. So nobody ever knew because they didn't put anybody's name on there except mine was part of the title of the group. I am the god of hellfire and I bring you fire.
track Fire, an integral part of you know the Crazy World of Arthur Brown album, which in many ways is one of the early concept yeah. albums. Yeah. Mm. I had, uh, as, as did quite a few people after the war, their parents had been through quite a lot. And quite often it was it disturbed the family. And so I was a bit disturbed. And um, my father had someone in, uh, show me a deep formless meditation, uh, which I started when I was very young indeed. And uh, so when it came to writing, I, I was more interested in, well, that was what had influenced my life. So instead of being, you know, sort of interested in motorbikes and cars and all of that, I, I wanted to do an inner journey. And so uh, that that one of the characters in the journey was God of Hellfire. And so at that time, we were mainly jazz, blues, and soul group. Uh, but in the Bohemian boarding house where I lived, there was a... Uh, two other lots of people. One was somebody who was going out with the landlady's daughter, and that was Vincent Crane. And so I started to play with him. And as I say, we were sort of avant-garde jazz uh, R&B unit. And so we we tried to get something to come out of our musical mixture, which was, you know, Gratian the drummer, he was uh, avant-garde. He was also, he once played uh, with the Scottish National Orchestra and also played tabla with a lot of the visiting Indian musicians. So that influence was there. Vincent was classically trained and uh, could compose and conduct as well as being a, an exceptional uh, R&B and jazz player. Uh, and I liked uh, you know, soul, R&B, uh, rock and roll. Uh, cl- I did some uh, classical training vocally. And so there was quite a, a palette when choosing. But we still couldn't get exactly what we wanted. And upstairs, there were two guys rehearsing some songs with a young Indian singer called Ellie. And so they uh, they kept playing this particular section. And I said, well, that's it. That's a good start. And then Vince and I sat down at the keyboard and I'd say, no, 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 that's, that's the wrong kind of feel altogether. It's, you know, we're supposed to be God of Hellfire. And... So we would go through the section and he'd play loads and loads of chords and some of them were great and some of them would say, no, I can't do that. And we need to have it be more towards opera, more theatrical and poppy. Uh, but but it, it, that was because their song was a bit poppy. 
And so in the end, we, we came up with it. And I, it, it was the one I least enjoyed playing to begin with. Uh, and then people started coming up at every gig. I really loved that fire tune. And uh, so it's like, oh, oh well. And, and then, you know, yeah, it became the popular tune of the album in, in terms of, you know, rock hit and everything. But the, there was another one at the end of the album, Child of My Kingdom, which was based around Indian sort of uh, phrasing in part. And that became the one that uh, people loved to... It went on being played uh, on the, the radio at that time for months and months and months. And they played the whole thing. It's quite a long track, about eight minutes. People watching from high places
catch the drops where minds bleed within you. See the teeth that withdraw their sting from your eyes. The box set also features BBC session material, which really brings out the song I Put a Spell on You, 
really do feel that the BBC session version in many ways improves on the uh, original album version, slower, more powerful. Yeah. When we did it live uh, as part of our show, it was slower. Uh, but, uh, of course, after um, people heard the album, we, with Kit Lambert and Pete Townsend in the production team, uh, you know, it, it changed to a, a different beast and we moved around it and chopped it up and turned it. And uh, so it, it, then when we went out, we thought, yeah, this is a better version for a live, live track. And so that's how it came about. And of course, in, in that one, there is, I think, that two tracks on there at least where the drummer is uh, John Marshall, who later played in Soft Machine. Right, here's a beautiful bluesy one for all you cool customers tuned our way. Originally penned and performed by Screaming Jay Hawkins, this is the great classic, I've Put a Spell on You. Weaving the magic right now, Arthur Brown. I'll put a spell on you. Yeah. 
And there you heard the crazy world of Arthur Brown. And also on the set is a version of Nightmare from the film The Committee. The footage of that, I think, was released on a Pink Floyd box set a few years ago. I mean, it's just, just uh, you know, really yes. um, such a period piece of that time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a film made by somebody called Max Stoyer. And, of course, also the Floyd were... We we made an appearance, and uh, the Floyd did a lot of the background music. It's an interesting live take, as if it's a, a gig. And what happened was um, we we rushed back from a, a concert. I think it was in Switzerland, and our our equipment was impounded. So we got to the the filming place and just said, well. We can't, you know, the road, the roadies were coming with it after us. So we've just been told, talked by the roadies and they, they've been pounded our equipment. So we don't have any gear. So they had to rush around and borrow stuff and everything. And it, it wasn't the, the equipment we normally used and the sounds were different. But actually they got, possibly because the Floyd were in, involved and they, uh, you know, they were such an aces on sound. We ended up getting a very good... And, and of course, on the film, you see these people, uh, the pre, pre-hippie and pre-after-66 styles of people who have no idea what, is, what was going on. There's some wild, you know, witch doctor screaming and leaping about and a decaped organist and a psychedelic gypsy drummer. It was quite a, a jolly event, I think.
So in terms of the split of the crazy world of Arthur Brown, was it you all wanting to embark on different projects, um, you know, yourself not wanting to kind of repeat the same uh, style of music that you'd done previously, especially given you were associated with uh, fire? Yeah, there was all all sorts of things in there, of course, but that was part of it. We, you know, it was like, well, Carl Palmer and, and Vince decided they'd form their band, the Atomic Rooster, which was very successful. And I, you know, it was just like, well, I do. I want to not have to play where people are expecting this particular lot of tunes and this particular stage act. I didn't really want to do that. I've been doing it for three years. I think, and it's like, oh. So I decided to do the opposite, which was to sing naked so there were no costumes and make up all the words and the the music. So we had the, the first band just before Kingdom Come called the Puddle Town Express. And uh, that, that was wild music indeed. Very avant-garde. And then that sometimes was unbelievably good and other nights <laughs> not so good. You know, because the, uh, it was just the mood of the moment and uh, sometimes I think rather like uh, true gypsy music, you, you play, and some of them, uh, even if you book the concert and they don't feel uh, inspired on that evening, they won't go and nobody worries. <laughs> Whereas over here, you'd, you'd be sued, sued out of your home, I should think. Yeah, of course. And um, with Kingdom Come, you made some really pioneering albums, like Journey, which I've read was the first album in history to use a drum machine for the percussion sounds on on the record in its entirety. Yeah. Tracks like Spirit of Joy. Yeah, we threw out, you know, the drummer. Well, he left, and then we just said, right, and uh, so I'll play the drum machine. And of course, then the whole concept of the music was built around that wasn't like we created things and then d- decided to add a drum machine. It was all built around the capacities and capabilities of that machine, the uh, uh, Bentley Rhythm Ace. And uh, yeah, I, what, another amazing thing about the album, uh, as far as production goes, it was Dennis Taylor, who later um, had a huge success uh, and and one of the successes he, he had some very serious successes but one of his successes was Jive Bunny <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but he did a lot of other stuff and he was a bass player and lights man and started as a, uh, a roadie for the crazy world and then went on into Kingdom Come and helped form form that.
couple of decades or so you've really undergone a real renaissance and um you know your popularity is uh you know just as big as it it's been for you know back since the uh the original crazy world of Arthur brown uh band and um you know some great albums in this period just like the uh the, the voice of love which i think's from about 10 years ago tracks like uh gypsies oh yeah what are your memories of uh, writing that particular song? Yeah, and uh, it actually, uh, I came across it in Ibiza. I'd been playing around the cafe tables, and uh, I was put in, one of the guys went away on holiday, the uh, manager of the, just, of the evening bar cafe, and he left me in charge and uh, so I wanted to play lots of music while I'm away. So I did. And one night I came back after about three o'clock and um, I met this guy who was with a, an organization called the Children of God. And uh, yeah, uh, but he sat down. On, on the bench next to the tree where I was sitting and he suddenly started playing this tune and about six months later I, I liked it and I, I did my own version of it and I, I didn't know his name at all so I wrote him down as uh, Nemo Arthur Brown with Nemo 
which of course means nobody. And um, yes, and that was the song. And I'd, I'd, you know, I'd started doing a lot of um, traveling around and such. So the whole, the whole concept of the song, yeah, it did feel like it was, you know, a mirror of a lot of things I was doing. And of course, the journey continued, and then we did uh, the, the journey uh, as well as the gypsy song. Come along and join our gypsy caravan. We are heading for another mountain, another land Why don't you jump on board, we'll take you for a ride And if you got the faith, we'll climb into the sky And if you got the faith, we'll climb into the sky we are the gypsies of the road We are the gypsies of the road There is always laughter coming from our camp And the sound of children playing Sitting on the lap Of the old ones who have been Gathered round the fire Watching young ones dancing While the music takes them higher Watching young ones dancing While the music takes them higher we are the gypsies of the road. We are the gypsies of the road. Whoa. We have to pay 
As we get nearer to the present, I want to play a few tracks off uh, Zim Zam Zim. I mean, yeah, okay. Difficult to 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 pick uh, just a few tracks from the album. Um, maybe uh, Want to Love. Can you tell me about that one? Oh yes. I'm well. I, I like the Want to Love uh, to Love one because it was born out of a period when I was uh, a counsellor. You know, not a political counsellor, but a counsellor in a, a home for people who'd been kind of uh, badly abused. And I, uh, that came out of the period when I was, you know, the family counsellor there. And I, I uh, wanted to write something for him. So that was how that song came out. And musically, it was strange because. Uh, Jim Mortimer, the bass player there, who co-wrote it, the album with me and a guy called Sam Walker, who plays with, uh, at the moment, Charlie Winston. He's a big name in France, an English guy. Um, but uh, Jim had a riff that he'd been working on, and I had this tune. So, so oh. You've been working on something other. What do you think? Should we try and put them together? And they just fit perfectly. There's something about it that is just, uh, yeah, hypnotic. Your uncle was a damaged man who felt no guilt when molesting a child He used and abused you Hurt and confused you Left you feeling defiled Now, fifteen years later After a childhood confused despair You don't know how to own your passion learned how to share But you are a warrior Fighting to regain your life Facing the beast of your anger To cut out its heart with your knife I think I'm a lot like you We want to learn Revealed to me In flashes from a forgotten past Just one moment of betrayal And 
a lifetime to be an outcast. Facing the things you do You and I, we're both alike That's how I know you get through Day by day we will take it We'll take it hand in hand Right now you have my promise You can't lose, cause love understands Oh, I think I'm a lot like you We want to love, we want to be loved I think you're a lot like me We want to love, we want to be loved That's a song from Zim Zam Zim that I understand you still return to live now. Oh, that's sort of all the all the uh, uh, new thinking and uh, ecological stuff and and uh, a lot of insanity <laughs> and uh, got a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It you know we we on on that album we decided we'd like to try different musical styles, you know, different uh, rhythmic bases. And uh, that one was sort of Calypso-ish <laughs> yeah, in its roots, but it came out uh, a bit towards uh, Tom Waits, I think. And uh, I loved that album. And I was very, very fortunate. We, ha- we had the sound engineer... Uh, well, he cut his teeth on uh, Jimi Hendrix's early stuff and ended up going through all the generations. One of his recent ones was Dido, 
And he's just a phenomenal engineer. So we were lucky to have that. And then, of course, Sam and Jim have loads of friends in the music community in Brighton. And so we we were extremely fortunate to have a a group of people available to, who would say, okay, I'll come in tomorrow. And we'll, they might only play on two numbers. and But it was just a wonderful... We would come to the end of writing sessions and then we'd come up with a song, but nobody could remember who did what. And it was just a, a wonderful freedom of, uh, oh, you know, oh, I don't have to sort of cling to anything and say, that's mine. No, no, no. It's, it's a mutual yeah, mutual effect of the energies mixing. Hmm. Wrath of nature, blessings of God, they're selling new building kits. I heard it all on my iPod. Losing my marbles, finding my wit Building from a wasteland ground The future's all around us All kind of people, every kind of place Trying new ways with chaos Pulling down the apartment blocks Putting up the eco-frames Toilets composting the old ideas Of the entrepreneurial game and straw bale structures wind powered grassroots souls. Houses that breathe solar futures. Power hungry for old fashioned gold. Well, I'm not scared to breathe in the air. I know the unknown and the unknown knows me. Turn my face and stare into space. I know the unknown and the unknown knows me. Practiced art, statistics a weapon of war. Towers of power throw a shadow on our heart and keep the bruises sore. It's all one world, just one universe. There's only just one soul. There's only just one human race that will boldly go and go. Well, I'm not scared to breathe in the air. I know the unknown and the unknown knows me. And stare in his face I know the unknown And the unknown knows me Nature is our streets There is a wild beauty Underneath our everyday feet Weaving one whip to guide us To catch us when we fall We're all just techno spiders All me nature's call Well, I'm not scared to breathe in the air I know the unknown and the unknown knows me Turn my face and stare 
Arthur, before we close, uh, what's next for you? What's uh, coming up? More shows, I assume? Yeah. In about three weeks, I'm going on singing uh, with Hawkwind on a... I'm doing about five concerts out of their uh, tour. Yeah, you've um, you've played with Hawkwind before, haven't you, Arthur? Yes, I did. And then they, they, we did uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago Oh, a month ago, the New Day Festival, and they were on that, and they they were talking with Mike Bat, you know, who did the Wombles, but also the classical orchestra conductor and writer and everything. And so they're taking full orchestra on the tour of Hawkwindar, and they decided they wanted a kind of operatic style singer but it needed to be someone that could also be a bit wild. And so they kind of said, well, would you do this? And that sounded like a good idea. So that's the first thing that's happening. And uh, in the three concerts in October, up in kind of the northern stretch of England, and then there's two nights at the Palladium in London. So then I go to Germany to play with the Hamburg Blues Band, which features Clem Clemson, who we play, uh, yeah. And then we do HRH Prog, Hard Rock Hell Prog in Wales, which is the big prog festival. Uh, then I do a German tour, and then another... German concert in with the Hamburg Blues Band, which features 
uh, also Chris Farlow and Maggie Bell. Yeah, I mean, uh, also the project on the new website, which is uh, we're just finishing it today, and uh, there's a section on it called the Dripping Springs Project, uh, which includes the release of a new single, Gypsy Voodoo, which will happen at the beginning of next year, leading into a, a world tour. Absolutely brilliant, Arthur. More tours, another album, um, you know, so much going on. Um, and uh, everyone can find out about it at thegodofhellfire.com. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it never ends. Yeah, really, does it? <laughs> so I'm I'm very uh, thankful that you've uh, given me the opportunity to chat with you. Oh no, Arthur, it's uh, you know it's my absolute privilege. Um, fantastic to talk to you. All right, and if you come up with anything else, uh, just get in touch with with us through the website, and we'll be happy to. Uh, you know, if there is anything. All right. Huh? Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Arthur, and uh, all the best release of the uh, crazy world of Arthur Brown box sets and obviously all your other wonderful adventures. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
upon nature food path where the sudden scent catches you and you try to stay its flavor and find at its source a green leaf already reddit all things have a pattern Thank you for listening to the Strange Brew Podcast. If you do like the show, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patrons get access to unedited interviews as they're done, news, plus even access to my exclusive interview archive. All your support goes into keeping the show running and moving forward and getting amazing guests. To support me, just go to patreon.com forward slash Pod or go to thestrangebrew.co.uk forward slash about. Thanks very much, and any reviews on your podcasting services are greatly appreciated. Thank you.